For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hi, this is Krillin, and this is Usopp. We have very similar voices, except my voice hurts more than this one. And you're listening to The Geek Show. Hello and welcome to the death-defying geek show. Today, battling for your entertainment, we have got Rob. Rob. Hi, uh, hello. We're both froze because <laughs> we're ben. both called Rob. They will be fighting in the arena uh, for your amusement to show who is the strongest, to show who can fight the best. And the winner must fight the mighty Dave, who will be appearing later because he is late. The lazy bum. <laughs> ben does good intro. Yeah, Ben does good intro. We do know who'd win in the fight, though. It'd be me, obviously. Oh, please. I'll rip your throat out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so natural for him, see? Throw something chance, Rob. We are the Geek Show. Yes. It's, um, <laughs> it's a, you know, rendering and polishing all those bat butts. It's giving, him a, it's giving him a kung fu grip of steel. References yeah. that people don't get and everything. For that reference, check out... Um, Keyframe no. number twelve. Four panel. Four panel number. A four panel number twelve. Yes. Um, that isn't out yet, but it might be once this is out on the. The timeline. Time weird. is mixed. <laughs> time is a bit squiffy here. Yeah. yeah. It's a vortex. wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yes. It's a vortex of stuff. It's uh, it's odd you say that. Over the weekend, we were getting mentored by a guy who, to me, looked like an older version of David Tennant. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he did. <laughs> You just didn't see it because you have the same hairdo. Uh, <laughs> oh, he doesn't have a tenant haircut, so I know. I was one. Uh, it's a joke. Anyway, Are you having a senior moment, Rob? Yes. Okay. Um, anyway, have we got some news today? Yes, PayPal. You're right. PayPal. You know your password. Everybody needs to protect their password. Well, PayPal wants you to do extra protection on your password by having an implant in your stomach. What is the nature of this implant? Basically, they want you to swallow a kind of a bug pill type thing. No, that's just weird. This yes, seems I know more it's weird. of a government tracking scheme. Yes, you could say that. It's a, it seems odd that... 
I get why they want to have security. It's kind of important. Mm. And when things mess up, it messes up for them seriously because money's involved. But this seems to be going a bit extreme. Yeah, PayPal didn't seem that nuts, to be honest, but <laughs> I guess we were wrong. I guess they were keeping all their mad military experiments and their return their un- policies in the, insane in their underground evil lair and bunker. Well, it's just one of a number of suggestions that PayPal are working on to secure your PayPal account. It's already too secure. <laughs> I forgot me. I haven't got the same password in me old account. <laughs> All the same phone number. So I'm just kind of. How do I get? Oh into yeah, this anymore? you had money sent to an account that doesn't exist, and now they won't let you have that money. No, they won't. I hate PayPal. You're hearing I'm, this, PayPal. I'm like, coming for you. PayPal, great system. <laughs> Terrible customer service. Yes. Yeah, they are. I, I think that's one of their security measures. <laughs> yeah. It's very secure. <laughs> Basically, the hope is that uh, technology is going to replace passwords and more ad- uh, and more advanced identity verification, like fingerprint uh, scanning um, and, you know, eyeball scanning and various other things like that. But um, PayPal are also claiming they, are n- they have no plans to develop injectable or edible verification systems. I hope not. I don't want to... Which means they're actually working on injectable or uh, edible verification systems. I'm scared that one day I'll have a dump and never be able to access my bank account again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) Fair enough point. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. What what if I get injected in my stomach and then I lose weight? What if you have a really bad curry? Oh. (laughs) It's like, I was going to send you that money, but... It's half price on um, chili con carne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had a file the other night, and you know things have gone a bit wrong. Since I'm, not, then. I'm not touching this because it could get very not safe for work if I, <laughs> you know, join that. Yeah. yeah. So PayPal, stay out my body, basically. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, moving on. Stephen Hawking, one of the finest minds. On the planet, when it comes to science, physics, quantum physics, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Also terrified robots. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Fun fact. Yeah. Anyway. um, Next fun fact. He's a giant One Direction fan. No, he's not. (laughs) No, he's not. This is the thing. It it might seem like that because of all the headlines, but he's not... Basically, he was uh, giving in. He was doing a live stage interview where he was appearing in the form of a hologram, and he was asked about the th- asked the theoretical question: What do you think is the cosmological effect of Zane leaving One Direction and consequently breaking the hearts of millions of teenage girls across the world? Before you answer that, who yep. asked that question? I think it was uh, just one of those questions. It was that... Zane from One Direction. Yes, <laughs> that's a sneaky answer. <laughs> he was in disguise as a teenage girl. <laughs> but yeah, his answer. Finally, a question about something important. My advice to any heartbroken young girl is to pay close attention to the study of theoretical physics. Because one day, there may well be proof of multiple universes. It would not be beyond the, bar- uh, the realms of possibility that somewhere outside of our own universe lies another universe. And then that universe, Zane, is still in one direction. Also, so he basically said, if you want Zane in one direction... Find out how to travel between dimensions, and then you can have it. Study theoretical physics. Do also, right. The one thing he's overlooked there is there's a very real sort of possibility, given rel- relativity is a thing and all that, that that one direction is an acid funk band. 
<laughs> Those kids won't see what it is. <laughs> yeah, true. This is there. There is a truth in this. Every possibility exists. I'd like that if it's all like the Spider-Man dimension idea, but with all different types of One Direction. Like this one, they're punk. This one, they're um, folk. In this one, they are a concept band who just make a high-pitched squeal for an hour. <laughs> but that's be not made. that different yeah. from the current one. <laughs> Zing. But yeah, it's... It's interesting that he'd do that. Yeah. Stephen Hawkins. He's got uh, I just love his with... opening line on that. You know, finally, uh, finally an important question. So he's got a good sense of humour on him. Yeah. Well, he's been on the Big Bang Theory a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I think it was... That, that doesn't show humour. No. no, no, no. The one that showed his humour was... Uh, it was one of the episodes from this current season. Apparently Sheldon and uh, Leonard put out this paper and it's like groundbreaking and stuff like that. And he starts trolling them on the internet. Because he's like, well, if you were sitting in a chair for 25 years, you'd be bored as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying the joke there. They've made a discovery. They want all the positive comments, and he's basically telling them that they're idiots. I just like the idea of Stephen Hawking troll. I want him... I like the idea of Stephen Hawking trolling, like, um, high school science fairs. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, hmm, you made a potato watch? I created <laughs> this I created when I was time. your age. <laughs> yes, yes. I made a particle accelerator when I was six. Laters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. On to the next story. That's going to be an ongo- that's going to that's, that's going to be a running joke, a theme for you today, isn't it, Ben? Probably <laughs> making you cry. Yeah, with laughter. No, just the Stephen Hawking bit. All right, mix it with Ben Grimm, and we'll have oh, to ban- Ben oh. Grimm, Stephen Hawking. Oh well. <laughs> uh, next story. This is going to strange and wonderful places. Right, moving on. Um, you know the Japanese like making stage plays out of pretty much anything these days. Yes. Yeah, there was a Naruto one recently. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the combat in that is terrible. Because how do you create the Naruto fight scenes in real life? Fireworks. Yes. <laughs> Horrible third degree burns, but at least the effects are the, Then there's the, the Lupin third one with the all-female cast set in the 18th century. There was a Bleach one as well a few years ago, I think. There was a Bleach one. And they had the haircuts from it. I, and I know there was an all-female um, Phoenix Wright one as well. Yes, there was. But that looked really good. Um, they're bringing one out for Danganronpa 2. What's the story Not Danganronpa of that? 1. What is the story of Danganronpa? Because I know of it, I just don't know. Uh, Danganronpa is basically, there's a school uh, run <laughs> by a creature called Monokuma, and in that school there are a bunch of death games. I was going to talk about it during the game section, since it is a death game type thing. Um, basically... You find out who the murderer is, and if you get and if you get it right, then the murderer gets executed. Yada, what's yada, this? Yada. What's this? What was it, Monokuma? Monokuma, black and white, black and white bear. What, what is that? Other is it's just a panda. He's black. No, he's not a panda. He's a black and white bear, half black, half white. Um, he's a racist fact, panda. No, in <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Um, so put it away, Rob. Uh, well, there was a meme, wasn't there? Yes. In Danganronpa 2, yeah. there's like a pink bear who's supposed to be like Monaco. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. yes um, it's not Danganronpa stage player. But isn't it just a general murder mystery but with coloured yeah. bears? Yes, basically. 
That's not the weird one. That the uh, the weird one though. Even though it might seem like well, it. Well, that's story driven at least. Um, you'll have to play the game to find out. Uh, but yeah, that's not the weird one. The weird one is Sengoku Basara versus Devil May Cry. Well, this is basically Dynasty Warriors, isn't it? No, no, no. The weird part is not that. The weird part is it's not a Sengoku Basara stage player or a Devil May Cry stage player. The two completely unconnected franchises. But, Rob McCoyen, you should should know this from four panel now. You can cross anything. Yes, Archie. We're looking at you. Yeah, Archie with Predator or Archie with um, Sharknado. Uh, Django Unchained with Zoro. Well, Django and, and Zoro work because they're both in the West. And um, Django versus Robocop. What else has there been? There's been. Um, yeah, Aliens Vampirella. Yeah, Aliens Vampirella. We were talking about that today. Like, um, you read Planet of the Apes, Star and Trek. Star Trek, yes. So yes, weird yes. things can go together. Weird things can go together. It's just and Sengoku Basara and Devil May Cry. But they're two sh- quite. two things that are about very over the top action. Well, yeah, but Devil I'm talking May about Cry the doesn't, time periods. Devil, Devil May Cry doesn't really oh, angering the, ner- in the nerds now. Devil May Cry doesn't really have a story. Ooh, it's just that he, he went there. He went just, there. Ben. He went there. What's um, there is a story. It's just Dante bit. kills things. <laughs> story. <laughs> it's basically a very style driven thing. The yep. style of Dante and the style of his action. That's not really a story-heavy thing that you could translate into a story-exclusive like, media. This is true. So, uh, the thing about this is they can do amazing fight scenes, and that's probably yeah. the main reason they're doing it. But which Dante is it? Is it in the angering Dante? <laughs> uh, I listened to lots of stuff in the 1990s. It's going to be it? very interesting when a different... It's going to be Nero. Like they, oh, they have him go. in, and like, <laughs> the, the everyone, no matter their opinion, is like, "God damn it, what are you doing?" Yeah, the second half of the play will be exactly the same. <laughs> the first half yeah, they, the they're going to do the the second half of the play, <laughs> but backwards and mm. much more entertaining. Ah, uh, what you like, Japan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the other thing is. Yeah, what was it not Danganronpa? Was it that was the one that led up to it? Uh, Sengoku Basra. That is basically versus. This, it is. A, Japanese historical dynasty warriors, isn't it? Yes. Basically, Which is with, not exactly. with over-the-top action. It's, so it's uh, a very... Samurai Kings, isn't it? Sengoku Basara is Samurai Kings. I, would, uh, just... I don't think it's out of the question for Dante to go back in time for some reason. Well, he was in one of the uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, games. I can't yeah. remember which one. I think it was Devil, Lucifer, Devil it, Summoner it, no, Two. It was Lucifer's Call. He was yeah. in. Ah, yeah, that was that was weird as well. He he's a, he, he turns up in the oddest places. He gets about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want like Andante to be a thing now. Just <laughs> like the and Knuckles. Yeah. Just like him, just to pop up in random places. It's like Master Chief. We need to make it to the center of core, and Dante's over there. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> just uh. in the background waving. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. no, chatting up Cortana. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just sort of like the derpy hooves of everything <laughs> ever. He just appears in the background doing something random, and then everyone gets angry if he speaks. Yeah, I like this vision of Dante. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can see how uh, so many ways that could work in so many different games. Exactly. Well, does he actually have anything clever to say, Dante? Mate, he has loads of great one-liners. One of the as long as you're playing fa- one or three. One of the yeah. optional bosses in Final Fantasy XV could be a giant Dante. <laughs> <laughs> I like it was just normal-sized Dante. Just, hello. It's <laughs> <laughs> very what he just does now. <laughs> Go in, he's eating a pizza, and he's like, oh. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> Dante's new thing. Yep. 
Like that, the iconic Dante line. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best Dante. It's the best timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Moving on. Um, more strangeness from Japan. One of the best kept secrets in manga for a while has been, what the hell does Kakashi look like? Yeah, they've had multiple like episodes based around. Was it really multiple? He... Yes. I can, yeah. re- I can really remember the one. Uh, they did one in like the original Naruto, and they did another one in Shippuden. Ah, okay, that'd be why then. But all we really knew was that he was pretty because all the girls sort yeah. of swooned around him. Yeah, yes. like the episodes rolled around um, Sakura, Naruto, and Sasuke trying to look behind his mask for whatever reason. Yeah. And like people would see behind it and be all like flustered, and, like, oh, it's beautiful. Um, it sounded like Ben Grimm. He, <laughs> and yeah, the, the image of his face has been released. It was in a. He, an art book th- was it there was the Naruto exhibit ah, and the um, there was like a booklet of unreleased stuff that everyone got and that was in it yep mm. not really surprised I mean when you the one clue you get is a pretty boy and you kind of see gone. all the contours of his face it's not yep. really surprised but it's just good there to have there was a mole yeah. I don't want that, that, that someone accidentally killed a fly there <laughs> um, before it's good, printing it's good to have some sort of conclusion to him he's got a mole and under this mole there's another mole <laughs> that, that was the no, big no, twist, that, wasn't it? After under the mask was another mask. Yeah, yeah. Is that that might be a mobile mall? Maybe he moves it over to this side of his face when he's in disguise. <laughs> it's, it's good. That was like the one thing, the only thing left open really at yeah. the end of the Naruto manga. What Kakashi looks like? Yeah, he's got yeah. a scar over his eye, but I've, he wears an eye patch. I've still got no, loads of questions. Kakashi doesn't wear an eye patch. What are you talking I'd, about? Yeah, he has his headband covering one eye. Yeah, but that's that, not an eye patch. But that's not. Hidden because they reveal that in like the fi- first oh, series, right, okay. and he's got he's like got a the Sharon gun in there. It, ju- it just looks like he's basically got an eye patch. Yeah, well, he, he sort of used as an eye patch, but it's good to have him some sort of character resolution because he is probably the most popular yeah. character. I still want. I, I've got I like a, a list pop, probably of moves that are used like once and never seen again. And I want to know why they never use those really helpful powers again. But he is the most popular character. All the emo Naruto fans Him love Sasuke. Or Gaara. Like, I think it's a toss-up. Uh, speaking of, I watched uh, the Korean dub of the latest movie. Yeah. And they really got Gaara wrong. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. They really got poor old Gaara wrong. Like uh, Ben Grimm wrong? Or yes, just like Ben oh, Grimm really? wrong. Oh, <laughs> really? It, it was a good dub, the Korean dub, but they didn't do Gaara well. But Kakashi. Kakashi's got a first now. Maybe they're going to, you know, try that out in the uh, the series that they just released, the first episode of, uh, and they're able to guide him with his kid, Bart. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, is it Boruto? Or? Bart's it's supposed to be in Japanese, but it's Boruto, which is yeah. Bart. Burrito. Yes, he's called Burrito. I think it's easier than anything else. So, yeah, the big mystery of Naruto revealed. Yeah, what's next for it though, we shall see. I still want to know how Tamari did the dodge thing the first time she was so seen fighting and then never used it again. Ah, she... <laughs> exactly, it's just... It's like it happens all the time in loads of these mangas where people just use a power in their first thing and then forget about it. Maybe they're too powerful to use it again. I don't know, I don't know, I really don't. Um, next. It's a rule-breaking power. Right, uh, moving on. Moving to uh, China, 
um, some very odd news in China. The Chinese government, the Chinese authorities, are cracking down on funeral strippers. God damn it. Like, I'm dead. I want to at least have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is just the triad thing, isn't it? The triads have been getting too many strippers. There's been like a triad war, and it's all strippers, all there. So you're saying they're doing a law that only annoys the triad. No, That's not a good idea. The Chinese Ministry of Culture is preparing an attack on the bizarre habit of inviting strippers to funerals. Um, It's just backtrack. Is this strippers just on their off day? No, no, no. Basically, they are being invited to to put on a show, right? Um, Basically, what they're trying to say is that funerals should be a somber occasion and they shouldn't be filled with women, you know, gyrating in their underwear. Well, you could say, well, he doesn't death what he he loved in life. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it, what's what's the what's the reason? I know it's obviously a silly thing to do, but why? This is this is this is what the article says, and I'm going to read this word for word. Okay, it's a move intended to bolster the apparent popularity of the deceased by ensuring more people turn up to mourn. Actually, a genius idea. I'm giving away free candy at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Candy's the stripper I'm hiring. Yep. No. Oh, oh, he turns it around <laughs> like a pro. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, don't forget the well-stocked buffet. Is that, tell the truth, a lot of people were like, I want you to celebrate my death and not just be sad. Yep. Well, yeah, people yeah. doing that. It's like, like celebrating what I achieved, what my life was, rather than mourning the fact that I'm not here anymore. I'm yeah. a stripper. If that's the way you want to do it, well, then that's uh, the way you want to do so it. The thing is... It's you who's holding the funeral. If you want a stripper, have a stripper. Have you heard, there's like uh, an African thing they do as well, uh, where they make the uh, coffin out into weird shapes, like boats and uh, characters from certain series and all this sort of stuff. They're going to ban that as well. Right. Bouncing off the weekend we've just had. In this, this actually, this entire thing, this whole stripper thing, it actually... It, it actually reeks of entrepreneurialism. Uh, Do you want to try that again? <laughs> it's basically people making a business out of something that uh, something that really shouldn't be made a business out of, but they have managed to do it. Entrepreneurialism, that was it. There we go. Yes. Um, basically, the, the practice... Enterprise. You know, uh, Starship. The practice is rooted in a superstition... Right, um, the Chinese believe that a well-attended funeral is more likely to mean a su- successful spot in the afterlife for the deceased, even if all the attendees are, you know, uh, you know, just basically don't even know who the dead person is. The complete strangers. You could pay people. Well, what to do they do? Do it in the park or something? That's no, no, no. They, they get the strippers in and they basically do what they. They basically, it's like Van Wilder, but for funerals. You made it feel dirty now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you 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 declass this really mm. high standards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. They're getting high end strippers, not your not your Aldi strippers. Do do they wear like um <laughs> black underwear and I like a know. veil while they do this, or <laughs> are they just in their usual metallic bikinis? I have no idea. We're skirting a line here, I, I, I think <laughs> yes. I need to do some more research in this, 
We are skirting a fine line here. <laughs> yes. And I think, uh, next news story. Yes, let's move on. Um, bingo, bingo, that, uh, that pastime of the, uh, of the aging and the elderly. Thankfully, I haven't reached the point where it's my favourite pastime. Well, give it a little uh, couple more years. Anyway, I don't bingo. Know, my friend won ten grand there. I'm sort of considering going. Well, uh, just be careful when you go. If anybody offers you any strange powder, you know, say no to it. No, bing- it's not that what happens at candy uh, bingo. It's an old lady saying, "You want one of these candies?" And you go, "No, I do not want a candy." <laughs> yes, that is not for me. Yes, those See are you later. those are really aren't M and M's. Bingo clubs are apparently a hotbed of illegal drugs activity. Of course, it's probably you know drug dealers doing it but I like to think it's elderly ladies just becoming dr- no 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 what the <laughs> reckon is what the, re- what the reckon is all the all the people who got addicted to drugs during the 1980s right all the adults who got addicted to drugs during the 1980s are still using drugs now it's just they, they can't really use them at home or at work so bingo clubs yay you well, imagine LS- Mecca bingo gala bingo LSD bingo. bingo LSD bingo yes <laughs> <laughs> make me bingo interesting. Hey, could you like a candy deer or make you off your tits? <laughs> <laughs> Does that say Xanax? So he just I always thought bingos were actually like a laundering business. <laughs> I didn't see why there were so many. No, I get it. Makes sense. It's Makes total sense. Man. It's the drugs, man. It's the drugs. Yeah, I've been going to the wrong. I've been going to like back alleys and stuff. <laughs> I've been searching completely the wrong places. And are we talking about bingo? Or are we still talking about the strippers? Oh, bingo! All oh, right, okay. Back alley bingo. It gets intense. <laughs> that just sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it just sounds wrong. <laughs> Your mind's in the gutter, Rob. <laughs> Two black eyes, ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> You could just say Ed Miliband. <laughs> you don't need the two black eyes. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, we're uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel now. High-end so, entertainment from the Geek Show. <laughs> yes. That's what you're tuning in for. <laughs> you smut. None of this serious stuff. This is Lizzie Boyle and Connor Boyle of Disconnected Press, and you're listening to the Geek Show. This week we are talking about death games, death events... Things which people die, things that people fight, and lots and lots of colour schemes. Yep. Yes. It's a cute episode. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, uh, <laughs> let's start off. Uh, we're in movies. Why do so many dystopian futures have battles to the death? Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. thing, and a lot of them. I mean, Mad Max had them in the Thunderdome. Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's not. Hunger that's, Games that's not has canon. Them. That's not canon. I'm not accepting <laughs> that as canon. No, well, he's got so Tina- Captain Walker is not Mad Max. I've got Tina Turner. <laughs> I don't even know why she's there. It's we Australia. We don't even know the hero. Why is she in Australia? Did a tour van break down? I don't know what happened there. Maybe. <laughs> I don't buy her existence in the Mad Max continuity. <laughs> no, thank you. So you just disown that entire movie? Just yeah. To- one and two. and One and two. Uh, well, the second one was the best one. Yeah. What were we talking about again? Mad Max. No, before that. Dystopian Futures. I got distracted death, by uh, Battles to the death in dystopian futures, like Hunger Games. Uh, Battle Royale. Yeah. Well, the drum, the real reason is they usually use them to just to keep the people quiet. The people are getting a bit rowdy. They stay, they stay very quiet after that. The, let's put them in a battle of the death, and that'll shut them up, won't it? That'll shut them right up. Running Man was another one oh, as well. It's something that's used as a punishment, like in prison. Yeah, that, that's what I see a lot as. It's... This is, or in dystopian futures, is a lot of it is, 
We've got nothing better to do. Uh, uh, what will be fun? We've got a load of people killing each other. Especially, yeah, especially in sort of big open prisons and the thing. What, what, uh, bored prisoners, what can we do? Yeah. Death games. Yeah, totally. That's what all comes down to. Well, wasn't that the whole basis of Running Man? They went around the prisons choosing the best, uh, uh, basically choosing the best possible contenders for their game show, well, which was, was the TV fights yeah. to the death. Yeah. yeah, they did a really bad job at like picking their things because I remember it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger has killed like four guys, and the odds are still like a hundred to one against him. Like the guy just beat three of your top competitors. What are you talking about? You're losing millions here, mate. You don't know how betting works. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible at the betting, but uh, it, it works, you know, uh, because you know it's a bit divorced from reality. And uh, yeah. I think it uses battles to the death to just work that. I mean, looking at TV, it's also comics as well. And The Walking Dead has like a, a battle to the death in that as yeah. well. It's just something that they use to sort of it say this place the, is messed up. Yeah, it's, it shows the depravity of the world when entertainment is two people dying. Hmm. And there's uh, uh, so many riffs on it. I mean, there's a film which didn't really work for me. Uh, I think it was called Not Monster Squad, but uh, it was a... I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But it was a film about monsters fighting each other in a wrestling ring. So it was like... Uh, it wasn't dystopian, but it's the same sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The world's messed up, so let's have some big monsters fighting each other. You know, it's in loads of stuff. Well, I mean, uh, they're not alive, but uh, real still. That's not really to the death, is it? Is it not? That, that sort of... You've got to be alive to be fighting to the death. I've, I've always thought the idea of real steel was sort of, you want to do like a death game sort of thing. But without but, the actual killing. But with, yeah, make it PC so we can do it for the kids. That's what I mean. Um, I suppose that is true, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the way they can get away with like not having people dying and stuff. And... Um, I was saying this last week on Four Panel. Mm. Um, in Transformers, they get away with a hell of a lot because oh god, yes. even in the movies, yeah, live action like, movies, they do. Yeah, limbs are getting ripped off, and like the comic I was reading, um, a guy's head being cracked open, and they placed his brain in his mouth. Yeah, that's just messed up. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you can't do that with people. Well, but I mean, because it's the robots, Michael, kids can read it and have fun. The Michael mm. Bay movies, uh, what was it? Optimus Prime basically rips one of the Decepticons' heads into in half. Well, he rips somebody's arm and the out. Thing is, it, it's actually in slow motion, full on camera view. You see the head coming apart. He beat him to death with his own skull. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's robots. It's fine, but yeah. uh, I think that's, that's just kids that, friendly. That's yes. just yeah, this doesn't seem physically possible. <laughs> that's the whole thing, though, isn't it? It just shows how messed up a place is. Yeah, yeah. But it also works to sort of uh, no. It works. They do it in a lot of exploitation movies, just generally. Yeah, they don't care what sort of context of the world is. It's uh, it just you know. It sort of shows the value that people hold other people's life to in these but situations. It's, but it's entertaining, really. Well, it depends because you're talking about a dystopian future and ge- the general populace um, in dystopian futures... No, no, I don't mean entertaining for the characters in that world. It's entertaining for us to watch. Well, yeah, otherwise the Hunger Games wouldn't have been really successful. But is the Hunger Games actually entertaining? Well... I'm not saying it's a bad film, but is it actually entertaining? If you're watching the movie The Hunger Games, then, you know... Yeah, I, I think if you're the- watching the actual fights themselves... Yeah, I bet watching that would be really boring because you see what the camera shots they get are. I'm like, 
Yeah. Oh, I can see that guy it's pretending a, it's he's like, a rock. It, it's like... Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Fun! That, 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 that scene validated the entire existence of that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like watching the highlights of wrestling. You watch the highlights and they're quite enjoyable, but if you had to sit there and watch the entire wrestling yeah, match... It's like on Big Train that have the world's uh, staring uh, championships. Yeah. That's what it'd be like normally. <laughs> Two people just staring intently at each other, trying to make the other person... Tap out or whatever. I'd be good at that. You would be good at that. Then <laughs> <laughs> just throw shapes while unnervingly staring at people. <laughs> it would break anybody. Did you not know that's Ben Fu? Ben Fu. <laughs> no, I did not know this. It's a secret art only only known to Bens around the world. But I know. Is it generally entertaining to watch these movies where people just kill each other and there's not really a lot else to it? Oh, well, how do you? Um, they usually. They don't do plot that well, but they can do spectacle amazingly. Because if you think about it, um, things like Mad Max, yeah, there isn't a huge amount of plot there. Not really. It is all the spectacle of amazing things happening. And about 90% of anime is spectacle. Is if you true, make right? something yeah. that's interesting visually... That can be enough to be entertaining. Well, okay, that actually leads us into this, to our next question. Um, what makes movies like Saw so popular? Because it is effectively what Ben said: very little story and lots of gory spectacles. That is one trend that I don't get whatsoever. Just uh, the, the hyper gore of people, you know. Either you die or you chop your well, own legs st- off. So is kind of, so is kind of the epitome of the whole death game I- uh, ideology. Yeah. You know, um, do you want to play a game? Is how it all starts off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But see, that's, I, that's taking the gory aspect of it, isn't it? There's something that's interesting about gore, and like I don't care about the story. I don't care about the characters. I can't tell you the name of anyone other than Jigsaw in this. That's true. But Just don't watch any of those movies with doctors or surgeons, because they ruin it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I said, um, like it's the body shock, and it's mm. interesting. Yeah, that's true. And I find it intriguing to look at. Then I said, it's not about the death at all. It's about how they die. Like I'm more intrigued to see what weird and. What fun and creative shapes they make. Well, kind they... of like how Final uh, Final Destination sort of thing. Yeah, that sort of yeah. vibe. It's the same sort of idea. Like that's why I like Final Fan, uh, Final what, Destination. What kind of Rube Goldberg machine is Death going to be this time? Oh yeah, and he's, he, the best one still I, I in the first movie. Yes, yeah. it's really funny because just the more it goes on, the more hilariously over the top the deaths yeah, it, it have was been. Really subtle. Like the best one in the entire franchise was uh, the guy who plays Stifler. You were yeah. talking a lot I, uh, by side of train tracks and just something stray comes off the oh, train yeah, that's passing them like and just decapitates piece him. Of like metal yeah. on the train track and then when they, yeah, the train was, hits it, he just flies off. And that was a brilliantly done thing. Yeah. The, the rest was just... I can understand the reasons is how is all these things going to line up? Like, yeah. we're in like a sports hall. Yeah. What's going to kill them there? How yeah. can you possibly kill them there? But the way it all works. Yeah, I, More of a fascination in the, that, I the, think. The yeah. one I found interesting was like, the guy who died in the shower, where he's like, you see how the water traces the tiles, how yeah. the um, the soaps hit the thing, so he can't, and then how he hits it, so the cable ties around him, and he just can't stand up. And I found that that was the one that interested me the most because it, yeah. it was so simple, but the one that the, it could happen to the you. The one with the truck accident, you know, where at, right at the end you think she survived, 
Uh, you know, even though there's like what was that from Ivanhoe Destination? No, no, I think that was for, I, I think it, that no. was from the second movie. Um, yeah, the truck basically, so. the truck basically, the accidents happened, and she's still alive at the end of it, and she's sitting there, and you know, instead of getting out of the car, which is what you would normally do, she's sitting there, and she's there for about three minutes, and then all of a sudden, the airbag blows, and her head gets impaled on he, the pipes he, behind. Here's a question, though: Where does Slash? The Slashers figure into this? Because uh, they're kind of the same scream. Thing. Scream does. No, I don't know. That's... In terms of the death game I'm... aspect. No, no, I mean, I'm... death game is like one person yes. being stalked down by I'm... other people. That's basically what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I think that still goes yeah. to the morbid curiosity. Well, yes. there's a lot of that in Saw as well, yeah. though, surely, isn't there? Well, so... that's what I'm saying. This is the reason I like these movies. Yeah, I mean, people don't watch slashers in this case because they're clever. I mean, some of them are, no doubt. In like Sleepaway Camp has like a really nasty twist ending. Yeah. yeah but, but mostly it's just for the gore. Yeah, yeah. the daft gar. You know, the, this is the thing. Slasher movies don't really have much depth of thought behind them. It's basically generally, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's basically kill, kill, kill. You know, um, there's a, there are a few though that deal with serial killers. They're not specifically slasher movies, but more serial killer based movies, like uh, Behind the Mask. Yes, Leslie Vernon. That's really clever. Yeah, because it actually poses it as a docudrama. Exactly. Um, uh, what was it? Where where the, it is basically there is kind of a cat and mouse game going on. It is basically a game to the ki- to the serial killer. Yeah. Uh, seven prime example of well, that. That doesn't really follow the what's in the box at the end. What's in the bar? Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend Candy. who thought that was from Borderlands oh, Two. That's so sad because they, they they made that reference in Borderlands Two. There's a yeah. box with a head in it. And Jack calls you up saying, what's in the box? What's in the box? And Candy. he thought that was where it was from. <laughs> yeah. That's really sad, though. Somebody thinks that from but The lines. thing is, it's been referenced in so many things. Loads of people don't know the original. Yeah. I feel like we've had this conversation recently. We did. Yeah. We said it, Deal or Deal would be a very different game. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> but, uh, and you... Yeah, I think that covers it, really. Yeah, yeah. that pretty much covers it. All uh, right. Pick uh, of the Geek, then. Uh, favourite death... Favourite death game? No, using the rules that we talked about. So, uh, like things you know like Saw, things like... Uh, we, haven't mentioned, uh, we haven't mentioned Death Race at all. Well, Death Race is a weird one because it's the vehic- vehicular death. What was it? Uh, we used to make that joke when we were kids because we'd, uh, we'd all watch Death Race 2000, even though we weren't meant to. And we we're all like, "Yay!" You know, you hit the granny, you get like three points, uh, ten points in Death Race two thousand. Yep, you so messed up kids. I, I we remember watched that Death was, Race. There was we were messed up. Death Race game, and it was like one of the first ever games to get banned. It was yeah. uh, Carmageddon. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, pick of the gig. And using the rules that we've established, sort of saw style stuff, slasher style stuff, battle royales. Uh, um, game style stuff. Yeah. I might actually go with Battle Royale. Like the first live action movie was, yeah, it was really good. It was stellar. Like it's not quite as brutal as the. It's got CG graphics, the, so it does the manga it and stuff. Yeah. But well, the manga, the manga was a pawn basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hentai like, series. Like I think because of that, I kind of prefer the movie because it's not quite as grotesque. It it doesn't have the pointless sex scenes just for the sake of a sex scene. There is some bits that could have done with the comic book, though. Oh yeah, uh, the Kimura character. Yeah, he's got more of a yeah. pa- like the the hacker has more of a story. Yeah, like little bits that would have made that movie like near enough. Yeah. perfect, I think. But it's still pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, um, second one sort of worth a miss though. Oh yeah, uh, the, the second one they were like the reason they did like the whole death game thing was pointless. 
let's get rid of these people who won the first one. Yeah, the, the people who won the first one are causing us trouble. So we'll stick collars on kids and send them in for no reason. Mm. Well, why not send in, I don't know, soldiers? Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. Well, they could send in the kids, but don't give them collars that will blow up if they're in the wrong area. Yeah, it was breathy. It was kind of a malicious movie, that. Yeah. Any other choices, Ben? Because uh, I've got a few. I can reel off. I've got How one. How about it, can I do? Can I do my uh, my one first? Well, I've got three, so I'll do one just to break it up. Well, it's all right. I want to say mine before you say yours, because I'm worried that you'll take mine. Go on, then. Rollerball. No, I didn't take that. Oh, fantastic. I love Rollerball. Uh, rollerball for me was basically... Uh, I loved Speedball 2, Brutal Deluxe, when it, when it first came out. Bit my, bit my brother's game. Brilliant game, brilliant future sport. People getting carried off on stretches. You're playing with a solid steel ball, throwing it off walls and bouncing it off people's heads. It was great. Really brutal fun for every, you know, for all for every the family. kid. Yeah, for <laughs> all the family. Um, Lovely and, mutilation for all the kids and all the family. And on the back of that, I went and watched Rollerball. I thought, oh, this is like the live action version of Speedball. I love that name's this. really familiar. Can't rollerball is basically, uh, is basically roll, roller derby with the steel ball, and there was people oh, getting yes, killed and yes, legs I getting I hacked and that. stuff like that. You remember? Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that at a much younger age. Uh, you're next. A recent slasher film, ooh, which has the same sort of battle to the death mechanic. It's uh, it's that off of a bunch of wolf masked people. Uh, like engaging a little, you know, middle a middle class uh, dinner party, and then by the end it changes who's actually the one stalking people and who's the people who are, you know, killing and whatnot. I think it's a really clever film. What you're next, I it's such fun. At the time it was out, I said it was basically Home Alone meets uh, any number of you know really gory slashers, which is fun. I like the idea of Home Alone mixed with gore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That works for me. Uh, any others? Um, did you ever watch Idiocracy? Is that the one where they sent to the future and it's just stupid people remain? Uh, it's like really, really stupid people. The bit I'm talking about is, you know, the prisoner thing where you're driving around where they had to basically try and avoid the monster trucks. Yeah. Um, otherwise they get squashed. Yeah. That's basically a death game, isn't it? Yeah. Idiocracy is a very underseen movie. It's fun. It's by the guy who did Beavis and Butted and... Yeah. Uh, not office place. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, um, just thinking, it's kind of a deaf game. Um, Cabin in the Wood. Yes, that is definitely great movie. He, yeah, he, that's a really good. He's coach. literally people playing, like setting up. He, not so much game, but they're setting up the scenario to create the death. So it's kind of deaf game. Uh, last choice, make well, although us, they're yeah. getting sued. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's because Avengers is out, that's why it's uh, happening probably. No, there's um Yeah, we did this on the movie show a few oh, weeks did ago. You? Yeah, okay. but you can still mention go, it. Go go I mean. check out that the um Cinema Eclectica then. Uh my other pick is an obscure one. It's uh, series seven The Contender, another film that hasn't been seen by anybody. I've heard of this it's one. About two thousand it was out. It's a four reality T V show in which people who win the lottery are all entered into this game to the death. It's really hard to get hold of now, but it's just, it hits that sort of, you know, dumb reality TV satire nail on. Can I say one more? Yeah. Death Race 2000 has to be in there. I'm not talking I'm about f- the Jason, the I, stat I, version. I, I honestly prefer the Jason Statham one because it's it's just daft. 
That's what I mean. It is daft. Yeah, no, but it's daft, but it has the effects and the... the yeah, but, I mean, the thing is, it has the effects and stuff like that, but uh, the original one had Frankenstein with his hand grenade. It was so 70s, it hurt. It, that was what made it. That was what made it. What a guy uh, who had a hand grenade, which was his hand. That yeah, was a his grenade. hand was actually the grenade. That's why it was a hand grenade. Did he have a backup like supply of hands? No, no. It may have had a foot grenade. We're not sure. This makes no sense. How did he get about in life? He was driving a car. Yeah, but how did he do his taxes? How did he fill out his taxes? He didn't need to fill out his taxes. <laughs> you don't need the one. Ha- he just drove over the that? tax man. How did he do his Facebook updates? He didn't need to. <laughs> You can't do that with one hand. You can. <laughs> Your Facebook game is weak. You need both hands. Yeah. All, all you do is like, 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 it share. Is. Like, 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 share. Well, there's a Vine. Let's annoy everybody in the world with a hundred Vine likes in a row. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yeah, you can do that with one hand. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, that's that one. I'm Christopher Sabat, the voice of Vegeta, Piccolo, Yamcha, and a few others on Dragon Ball Z. And the Geek Show is over 9,000! Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Geek Show. We're talking about death games, and we're into our game section, yes. ironically. It's you know, whenever you say so death ironic. games, I always think in that episode of the Mighty Boosh with uh, old Greg. Oh, Greg. <laughs> Love games. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going through my head every time you mention death games. <laughs> Stop it, Rob. <laughs> to make me watch Mighty, Mighty Boosh for the first time in ages. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Years and years, I haven't seen that. Anyway, uh, okay. games, we're on why, games. Why do so many games have, like, a Colosseum level or stage? Yeah, this is a weird thing, you know. If it's, like, an open-world game, you'll have, like, the, the one type of level you use to sort of farm experience points. Guaranteed, like, nine times out of ten, it will be, like, a hard mode. Or, like, a Colosseum or whatever. Like, you know, Mass Effect has one, I'm pretty certain. Yes, see... It was in one of the Citadel DLC, I believe. Yeah. They added an arena mode. Borderlands has one in every game. You know, it's just countless examples of this sort of stuff. I mean, Ratchet and Clank definitely has one. Oh, yeah. They had a whole gamer based around it, didn't they? Did they? Is yeah, that what that multiplayer one was? There was um, there was one that I believe was just Ratchet and Clank Arena. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Because uh. the arena mode was like popular enough just to have its own game. Yeah, it's it's very common, but uh, it's an, I don't know why they have them. <laughs> it's because honestly, you know, unless you've got, I think it works with Ratchet and Clank because the weapons are nuts, and it's just in the sort of makeup of the normal level. You don't really have the chance to use the weapons as they could be used, so yeah. you've got to kind of improvise it a little bit. Yeah. But <laughs> in the uh, Colosseum mode, you can just kind of go nuts <laughs> and just do turn people into, you know, sheep with a disco ball yeah. and all this sort of stuff. You get the real joy out of it there, but and stuff like Borderlands, you know, just kind of boring. Oh, uh, well, the Borderlands and stuff like that and Horde modes are basically you and your friends showing mm. what you're made of, showing how far you can progress. Showing, like... Uh, uh, you ever played the Mass Effect one? Because that's the one I think... I vaguely that recall it. I just know it has one. The entire multiplayer is you and three other people. You pick your classes, you level up your abilities, and you can um, fight different races, like you pick from any of the enemy types, and you can use characters that you wouldn't be able to use in the game because you can be like a Sari and yeah. you can be Volus if you want. Why would you want to be one of those? I don't know. They can't take cover. <laughs> Isn't it just like the the giant sort of 
ball thing. Yeah. With a sort of it's snark. like a giant fat mole. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you have to like protect yourself and get through waves of enemies coming. You have to complete tasks on certain waves. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of the fun of being able to survive this with your friends. Yeah, that's true. Does, isn't that basically what Left 4 Dead is? I never played a Left 4 Dead, uh, but... Left 4 Dead was... There's always a goal. You're working your way to the next safe room. You're but trying... It's, it's just wave after wave, though. Yeah. Um, That's the way it works. Well... With, with those goals, you know, yeah. built in. Well, Yeah, not really, because the zombies are finite. They don't... Oh, okay. Um, you can trigger hordes that will add more, but for the most part, the zombies that are there are there. And you're trying to work your way to get to a safe point till you can escape the city. I mean, okay. we did discuss this a little bit before the show, but the horde mode, you know, uh, it was popularized by Gears of War, but there were similar things before then. Drakengard, um, that what, really, the, really the, weird... The dragon one. The weird square in, uh, Squaresoft dragon game on the PS2 that had all the wibbly endings that were really depressing... Um, that one had like it just respawned enemy after enemy, and you basically went through them, killing all of them for as long as you wanted. Also, I used to play it to th- I used to play it to, to basically relax because when you mm. got bored of that, you just call in your dragon, and you can ride your dragon and just shoot them from the air, mm. or call in an airstrike from your dragon. Well, that's what Dynasty Warriors is. It doesn't have like an infinite amount of people you got to kill, but it's just wave upon wave yeah. upon wave of people. Yeah, but Dragon Guard, you just kept running around the castle killing stuff, that was it. Yeah, but Dynasty Warriors is kind of fun. I spent two hours just doing that. It's kind of fun, uh, Dynasty Warriors. See, the thing is, I think it was endless, then it feels pointless. A lot of, uh, some uh, games do that, to uh, mask the sort of bad design, you know. So if you, oh, Dragon Guard was horribly Since designed. a lot of horde modes is like, this is your wave, there's so many enemies coming, defeat them. There's a, a feeling of accomplishment but if they're yeah. endless enemies, it just feels like you're carrying on for no point. Just, just a quick thing, though, just to jump in and interject with this. I got a brilliant comment on Facebook from uh, Jared, uh, Jared Ree when we put out the question about battles to the death earlier today. Konami versus Kojima. Yeah. That's a great example of battles to the death. Yeah. Uh, have you heard recently um, Silent Hills isn't happening anymore? Yeah, Norman Reedus confirmed it. Yeah. It's not a thing anymore. Kind of sucks. <laughs> it, it does suck. It could have been a revival for Silent Hill. Yep. Yeah. But, mm, yeah. Oh, well. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yes. Yeah. So, um, a survival thing is, um, it's always been one of my top moments in gaming, but um, Halo Reach, the ending, yeah. is you placed in like the wasteland and the enemy is coming survive yeah and like your equipment starts failing you your your visor starts cracking and you just it feels like really as mm. though it's pushing you down and it gets the hopelessness across it is a remnant of the 90s gameplay style like the shoot 'em ups yeah like the old you know shoot 'em ups where I don't know maybe it was side scrolling with like uh, Gradius or something like that or R-Type or uh, stuff like uh, I don't know Contra yeah it has that sort of feel about it you know you against constant waves of things it's not yeah. really a modern thing yeah to be honest I don't think so I think that the modern it, nowadays things are more well designed people yeah. are in places they're not just appearing on the screen that, is, tr- that is true. Some ga- lazy games do that. Yeah. I will but, admit that. But generally speaking, it is 
just wave after wave after wave yeah. of people in these... Uh, the, shoot, the classic shoot-em-up ideal and the beat-em-up ideal, yeah. which doesn't really exist anymore. So maybe these games are, a, you know, a call to the past. Sort of appeal to the retro market, maybe? Maybe a bit. Yeah. But well, not entirely, but it's it's a familiar gameplay type to somebody who grew up playing games in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. So, um, the whole home mode thing, I think, has is a modern thing for bragging rights. Yeah. So I have made it to level 300 of horde mode. I am the king of the world. That is a point, that, actually. Would you class this guy, yeah? Is that because it has the item world where you can get up to like level three hundred of item world by going after level of level of these people? Um, I can't say personally because I haven't played. It is as close to a hard mode as you're going to get with like a a strategic RPG. Yeah, I think it's something that translates to all types of games. Yeah. Um, I I guess I would class it as that since um. Uh, like it's the same concept, just done in a different playstyle. Um, mm. Talking of which, we have a new challenger. Yo, item world. You mean grind world, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's what it's good for. I mean, I, I think I go up to what level three hundred at least. Yeah, I mean, goes. I never got past level fifty because get hard. Yeah. Do you know we need one of those bells that signifies a new player has entered the arena? A new challenger has entered the battle. Yes. That anyway, yes. I'm pretty sure you're the secret boss that comes at the end. <laughs> Not mid-boss. No. <laughs> uh, next, uh, next point? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on to the uh, next point. Right, has death become the new stress ball? Yeah, I'm going to have to explain that. Okay, right. We all love playing games where we just sit there and we kill loads of mooks and we just feel totally relaxed afterwards. You know, you might have had a hard day. I used to, I've just mentioned, I used to use Dragon Guard to de-stress just because it added endless supply of mooks and I could just push a button, push a button and just keep killing them and you killing them and killing hard. them. You <laughs> That was your stress device. Yes, that was my stress device, you know. It so beats, uh, you know those little, uh, those little form stress balls that you get where you have to squeeze them and you're like, and the, uh, you just can't get all the stress out into the stress ball and you end up like four, with forearms like George Foreman. Um, you have problems, Rob. You know, um, <laughs> but yeah, you for, can for just do that. Popping some zombie heads will just relieve a bit of stress, yeah? Yeah, exactly. So... That's where the joy of Dead Rising is. It's not in the fact that you, it's zombies. Yeah, you did that. zombies. It's just like the early game is about surviving, but once you've sort of unlocked all the high level stuff, you've got your health, you've got yeah. the good it's, weapons. It's, I haven't played number just mowing down. Yes, I haven't played number three, but in number two, you could get like two chainsaws on the end of your, yeah. your bike and just kind of go through the crowd. That yeah, it's cathartic. Yeah. That's actually, actually what I mean. Actually, um, the other day I started playing Dead Rising three for the first time. And I feel like it, it's sort of got a grittiness to it. I'm like, I kind of want to go back to the chainsaw bikes. Yeah. But doesn't it have like a, a steamroller which you can put like a oh, motorbike yeah, engine the, the in that goes yeah. like really fast? The, the roller it's got a very contradicting feelings here because it's yes. still giving you crazy it, weapons, it, it, but it's like when it was we're being, all gritty. And when it's been developed, they were saying that to exaggerate the fact that it was hilarious by yeah. making it look really sort of yeah. grounded in reality. That was their the yeah. blurb that they gave. <laughs> it kind of worked. There's a bit of a disconnect in that yeah. the, oh, the setting and the tone doesn't lend itself to the gameplay. That was their justification. The reason they, um, Rob like came up with this question was I was saying uh, I like fighting games as a stress ball because it's like a stress ball but you're punching it in the face. Um, and 
one of the games I think is best for stress relief is Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yes. Because at the end, you get to tear off their head as well. Oh, really? So really frustrating. Like, but like, um, combo, yeah. Imagine a few, you're squeezing that um, stress ball, but then it explodes and you can throw it into a fire. Yes. That that would be like... That's like, like new stress take ball. that, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of like that I've won. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the game's like uh, Devil May Cry and stuff like that. The sort of You're still killing stuff. The old school beat em up. You know, like Streets of Rage, uh, stuff like that. I think Technically, you're still really, killing them. They, they, no, no, you're just knocking them out in the cases of Streets of Rage <laughs> and stuff like that. You never actually kill That's like uh, Let's Dynasty eat some Warriors. Poor chicken. Dynasty Warriors, <laughs> you are fighting people with massive swords, but you never actually it, it, kill anybody. Oh, yeah, you always knock them out. Yeah. So that's the <laughs> it same was bin philosophy. chicken in Streets of Rage, wasn't it? Same philosophy in Streets of Rage and the same games like that. Yeah. I, they're better stress games. I don't know. Bring them back. For me, it was always the idea that I've put you down permanently. Now I'm off to make some tea. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. It rhymes as well. What game so, are you playing that your health up is I, I, I'm from tea? I, I'm from South Bank. Although I think like that. I've mentioned to... Um, Were you playing before? as Dudley in Street Fighter? Uh, yeah. Because that guy loves his tea. Yes. <laughs> English boxer, very refined, moustache. Yes. I don't know how he held the cup, though. British, we always work out a way. <laughs> you cannot hold us from our tea. <laughs> yes, anyway, um, pick of the geek then. So, is this um, best horde mode or best stress relief? I think through fire. Uh, I, I think either or both. Sure. You decide. Dealer's choice. Well, I mentioned it earlier, but for the, the horde mode thing within the game, Ratchet and Clank is hard to beat. Yeah. Just because of those guns. It, it's great because. In the main story, you sort of you find the weapon that works effectively for you, and then the rest of them sort of went yeah by the wayside. But that sort of forced you to I think, experiment. Uh, was it future? I think it was future that had one of the better ones. Just I, like the the last one, yeah. Just let me I'm clarify. Not sure I your point. didn't play that. Hard mode is basically oh, a crack in time. Crack in time. Yeah? Oh yes. Okay, I got one. Best hard mode for me. Um, uh, was before it was called Hardboard. The demo, the demo version of Silent Hill that came with Metal Gear Solid. Just as he's doing this, listeners, he's got a lolly in his hand with his little pinky sticking yes. in the air. <laughs> I know. So I just want to undermine him there. I'm I'm in Sanji mode right now. Um, in uh, yeah, four kids Sanji mode that is. Um, I'm the, the demo version of Silent Hill that came with Metal Gear Solid had this little mode where it was just wave after wave of zombie babies with large oh, kitchen knives. You yeah, know the, the mode I'm yeah. on about. Yeah, that one. That one for me was the best. Because it, it was really good and also terrifying at the same time. You it forgot was so about janky. Your, you forgot about your stress, though. You, so just, you just so scared, so trying so hard to keep your character alive, all that stress was gone, replaced by a totally new different type of stress. Does Lemmings count? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you press that nuke button. Oh, God, yes. I like to oh, 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 all oh, in oh, a oh. little... I'm taking Dave's idea and running with it there. Worms is the best death game Oh, game God, yes. Ever. How could we forget about Worms? And if you ever suggest that it's not the best, you are lying. You have a weapon <laughs> called the old lady. <laughs> yep. it's, it's a game that's been around for generation after generation, and it's basically never changed. It's just oh, there's 3D versions out now, but not yeah, there was like uh, Hogs of War on the PS One, I think it was, which is try to be the similar sort of <laughs> thing. But Worms, Worms is the daddy. Yeah, 
No um, doubt in there. I'm going to go the horde mode in Gears of War 3. Because like, in each one, they sort of amped up the horde mode and made it better and better. And in number three, it gave you, um, like, you could fortify areas with different, like, defenses. You put turrets and stuff. But the even better thing, you could play as the monsters. So you, like... Couldn't you before that? No, this was the first time they oh, introduced wow, okay. it. And, like, you started off, like, you could only be, like, low-level guys. You'd be, like, tickers and just, like, grunts and stuff. But then you sort of... The more points you got, the higher-level creatures you can be. And you can be, like, boss monsters by the end of it. Speaking of being the monsters, um, Hyrule Warriors, well, it's obviously a Dynasty Warriors game, yeah. basically, uh, but the last DLC that came out for it had the Ganon mode, where you get to be the final boss of the game and just wreck stuff. The first objective you get is to get 5,000 KOs, and it's completely achievable because he just yeah. swipes hundreds of people in one move. Uh, not a popular choice, because it was kind of a rubbish game. But because of what it could have been, I think it's worth a shout. Just Vanquish, the oh, uh, good, Platinum yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It was broken. It was stupid. But the gameplay was, was amazing. pretty amazing. If they tightened all the aspects up, that could have been something special. Yeah, just sweeping around, like spinning around. And, oh, yeah, that was so pretty cool, yeah. Just a quick one in terms of the kind of death game aspect. Uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah, we yeah. never mentioned that. Like Carmageddon, Twisted Metal, yeah. that sort of stuff. Well, Carmageddon was very therapeutic, if you could get a copy of it at the time. Yeah, it was controversial. Not that good, though, I didn't think. It wasn't that good. The car mechanics were janky, you know. The whole Same with Twisted mechanic. Metal as well. I didn't think uh, that was all that. Well, they did, a better ver- they did a better version of Twisted Metal when they re- remade Twisted Metal, when they rebooted the franchise. Yeah. Um, that was a much better version of the game. But uh, Carmageddon, uh, everyone's still, still hoping they'll reboot it at some point. Speaking of Carmageddon... I never thought, like... It tried to trade off, like, its shock value. Yeah. It wasn't actually rated an 18 because it wasn't that bad. No. They tried... They were try- it, I, I kind of felt that the game underneath wasn't that good, and they were trying no, too the, hard. The, 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 the game underneath was not that good. It, it didn't actually deserve to be banned, either. It was just the 90s. They were very sensitive. Yeah. Jumping I, off the I back mean, of that point, though, they've released the trailer for the Mad Max game in the past couple of days. Looks amazing. And they have a Carmageddon-style aspect to it, which looks so much fun. So can I have that, even though I've never played it and I want for a while? Can I have that as my picture of the geek? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, let's do that. Something I want is stress relief. Um, Not a game per se, but just the idea of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going back to early level areas when you are OP. Oh, you big cheat. (laughs) But No, but it's like, uh, I've been playing Bloodborne. Love Bloodborne. Go back to the first area and wreck shop, and I feel so like, oh, you feel remember like you god, twelve guys you? that killed me a billion times? <laughs> Check out my giant scythe knife, and like, just wreck shop. You feel like a god, don't oh, you? Oh yeah, there's a few things like that in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen around yes. the low level areas. Oh god, big yes. monsters that you know roll. the giant turtles. Yes. Yeah, the you can't kill them when I, you're me- when I you're just there. Run, I just run up to them now, one hit and they're dead. And I'm like, yeah, have that. Yeah. So it's like the one that I always remember is in EverQuest. There was a griffin in the training area that would drop down and just kill anyone. Yeah. So when you come back as a higher level, like, I can beat that griffin now. And uh, Warcraft had the Fel Reaver roaming around uh, yeah. the starting area yeah. for the Burning Crusades, and that just wrecked people because it was, like, the highest level you could be at the time. Yeah. The best thing about fourteen though, is, you know, when you, get, when you reach a certain level, right, if you go back to and do, like, a fate... 
one of the low level fates, just the kind of big single creature ones. And you have to level sync. Mm-hmm. Because even if you level sync, all your stats from the armor are still there. So you're yeah. basically just hammering the hammering the crap out of whatever it is. You can kill it yourself in about what three minutes. Yeah, you know it doesn't require much. You don't need all those okay. skills. Yeah. Just spamming the same same basic attack. I think we've all uh, thrown out far too many choices. <laughs> yeah, uh, because like, like I said, the new stress ball. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Hello, I'm Brian Talbot. I've been writing and drawing comics and graphic novels for about 40 years now, and uh, welcome to The Geek Show. And we are doing some review... Well, they review. We've got a review. Do a review, Rob. No, I refuse. You can't make me. We were going to do this okay, last week. Okay, then I'm going to do the review. <laughs> we were going to do it last week, but Rob talked about a game too much. He got excited about Malcolm, but... Well, Can you blame good. him? All right, okay. Review this refresher bar I'm currently chewing. <laughs> is it tasty? Other chewies are available. <laughs> other, other chewies. There's also one in Star Trek. Yes, there is. Also, that was. was. That oh, was. That's, oh, that's, sacrilege. That, that is Geek 101 now. You have dropped the you're, ball. You're on. the one who said yes, there is. I, I assumed you said Star Wars. You should both hang up your um, geek coats and leave. Okay, we'll go now. Yeah, I'll do a review, though. It's, uh, yeah, I'll get on with it. Yes. Chewie should have had a silver lining in his hair. Yes. Silver Fox. Hello, Nightfall. This is the movie version of Nightfall, though. Um, this is actually the web series, you know, the uh, web series that was uh, produced by Ridley Scott. Mm, Basically yeah. condensed into one movie, and it kind of shows when you're watching the movie because there's a slight, slightly disjointed nature to each of the sections of the movie where it just cuts off and then moves on, then cuts off and then moves on, then cuts off and then moves on, then moves on instead of being all continuous. Yeah. You know, as a smooth transition between different sections. Rather like we reviewed um, Street Fighter Assassin's Sist, which was originally a web series. Yes. And the movie does, does, does that a, a little it bit. Does, it does a reasonable job of, you know, transitioning from one episode to the next, but you can clear, you can still see where the episode originally ended mm-hmm. and then the next episode began. Wait, were they, for some reason, they're explaining what just happened, even though it just happened? No, thankfully they cut those bits out. Oh, good. Uh, you know. It, it, sometimes you get like, it's, not like, it's not like Dragon Ball where they say, previously on Dragon Ball Z. Sometimes in, like, the web series, they, like, defeat the, um, like, say they defeat the hunter, and then in the next episode, they're walking down the thing like, I can't believe we um, defeated that hunter, because they need to remind everyone what happened in the last episode. <laughs> yes. Um, basically, right, uh, this is a story about, um, you know, the Sedrans. Do you know the Sedrans in Halo? Yes. In the Halo universe? Right. Um, there is basically a terrorist attack on Sedra by um, an alien being and they they find out, they work out that something is happening with what remains of the halo ring. There's a piece of it floating around the sun. So um, an Oni unit is dispatched to work with the, the Sedrin military to go to what's left of the halo ring, uh, find out who is smuggling stuff from there, and to basically destroy the rest of the ring. Mm-hmm. So they go there. So they take it to Mordor. Yes, basically, take it to Mordor. Um, Agent Locke is leading the Oni unit. Um, and I think this story is set between uh, the fourth and fifth Halo games. Yeah, because Locke is a major player in yeah. Halo 5. Um, and he's introduced in this in this web series uh, well, or he, movie. He was introduced via like, the, um, 
the Spartan Ops games. Yes. And also the comic. But well, also I mean, this. this does a good job of fleshing out his character by quite a bit. Um, and uh, Mike Coulter actually plays, a re- plays him really well in this. Uh, so they get there, and they find, they find the smugglers. But the smugglers are basically riding horses and have no electronic equipment. Okay. Right? Whereas you've got the Oni unit and the Sedran soldiers, and they've got, you know, pulse rifles and, you know, uh, uh, and they've got these electronic oxygen tanks and they've got their armor and everything in their ship has power and stuff like that. And the smugglers keep telling them, look, just put your gun down. Just put your gun down. You don't understand what you're doing. And they're terrified. And the military, obviously, you know, they've got the cojones. They they know what they're doing. They're, they're like the Marines from, you know, Aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, right at the beginning of Aliens, before they run into the Aliens. It, it's very reminiscent of that, you know, we know what we're doing. We're tough, we're hard as nails, we're an Oni unit. And then the worms come. And boy, do they appear. Yes, I know that was that sounded very wrong. <laughs> bad sentence structure. Yeah, bad sentence structure. But I can't really stress a structure any better than that. They are worms and they arrive on the scene and they are summoned by the electronic signals. You know, the uh, it's kind of the ear, the electromagnetism, the electric field, whatever you want to call it, that attracts them. Um, you remember the hunters from, uh, uh, and I think, was it the, you know, the big kind of sp- spidery type things? As well, where you had kind of organic and metal together. The hunters are the big blue guys with the plasma cannon. Scarabs is the other one that has the the giant walking tank thing. Scarabs, not the hunters, sorry. The scarabs, basically, you know the organic parts of the scarabs, Mm. right? Those are actually these worms, which are only about uh, a foot long. But there's billions of them. They are. Basically, they take out, they manage to swarm together so much, they create these giant worm like structures, which basically take out their ship. Right. From out of the sky. They are on what is left of the ring. They don't know what they are. They, all they know is that they will consume any organic matter in front of them, especially if, the, if it's in the vicinity of an electronic signal. Right. So. They, uh, the military unit now is in a fight for their lives against the uh, against a creature that is summoned by electronics, and all of their equipment works with ele- uh, works with like electricity. They're running out of oxygen, running out of time, and it's called nightfall because even though the ring is in front of the sun, they can only be on the ring during the time when it's shaded, during the time when it's night on the ring, mm-hmm. because if they're on the ring during daytime. You know, they'll burn to a crisp. It's basically pitch black. Meets aliens. With worms. With worms. That's what this movie is. It's pitch black meets aliens with worms. That's not saying the aliens have worms and need to see a doctor. Well, thank you for that reading long synopsis, but is it any good? Yes, surprisingly. Surprisingly? Yeah, surprisingly. Normally when you get... uh, uh, If you're working on the video game adaptation, uh, adaptation kind of trope, where you start with Super Mario Brothers and move on from there, you know. Um, it's always a surprise when you have a good video game adaptation. I think the best thing about this particular thing, though, is that it's Halo, and normally when you have things related to Halo, they put in a lot more, a lot more effort. Yeah, this isn't like the first first. Um, uh, they also did Forward on to Dawn. There exactly. was another live action. They spend a lot of time and care in doing these well. Exactly. Is this live action then? Or? It's live action. 
It's live okay. There's a bit of CG involved, but not with the characters. The characters are all human actors. Um, it's got some great shots in this movie. Some great cinematography is in this movie, but also some very, very kind of janky cinematography as well. The acting is kind of up and down depending on who is actually playing the role. Uh, Steve Waddington, who plays the Cedron Commander, he's actually quite good, but uh, I think the plaudits do have to go to Mike Coulter. Um, The dialogue is, you know, it's kind of here and there. It's what you'd expect from a Halo game. You know, it's it's what you'd expect from a modern Halo game, I should say, in terms of dialogue. Um, but they've tra- tried to scale it up because it was originally a web series and people are going to be watching it rather than playing it. Well, the um, thing about this is if you are a Halo fan, you're going to enjoy it. Oh, God, yes. It, it, it's going to fill in a patch that really, since they're having Locke be a main character, yes. it's important to flesh him out. So yes. I suggest watching this. I mean, if there's one great line in this between uh, between uh, the Cedron Commander and uh, Agent Locke. Um, it's towards the end of the movie and Agent Locke says to him uh, says to the Cedron Commander uh, see you in Valhalla and mm-hmm. the Cedron Commander says to him only don't go to Valhalla but you might yeah they changed the map name <laughs> yeah but you understand what I mean because yeah. uh, Locke's character in 5 that's kind of a, a nod to how Locke is in the 5th Halo game yeah you know um, which I liked. You know, there's all these little allusions to the previous Halo game and to the uh, following Halo game. So it, it is a must for Halo fans, I'd say. More so than uh, the other Halo live-action one. Cool. Oh, forward on to Dawn. Yeah, forward on to Dawn. So, um, for a non-Halo fan, it's it, it's fan service, really. It's, yeah. it, it's for the fans. If you're outside of it, you might enjoy some of the visuals, but it's not particularly great for you yeah the interesting thing though is there's some there's some actually really good extras on the uh, on the dvd um in particular there's like a secret uh, a secret uh, set of extras which is basically communications about what happened after the terrorist attack between a husband and wife about their kids and between you know some of the agents that were involved in processing people after the attack so yeah anyway that was that that's halo nightfall Good day. I'm Graham Stark. And I'm Kathleen DeVere. We're from Internet Comedy Powerhouse Loading Ready Run. And if you are listening to the radio expecting to hear about butts, you are listening to the wrong show. This is The Geek Show, which is much cooler but has far fewer behinds. You're looking for The Butt Show. It's on the other side. Uh, we're on to our animation section where we'll be discussing things and stuff. Yes. <laughs> Talking about uh, death games. So, yes. Um, why are death bi- death games becoming more and more popular in anime? So, are we talking about things like um, Danganronpa, for example? Danganronpa, Death Parade, um, you know, even Dead Man Wonderland. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Because never not being popular, though, let's be fair. Well, no, it's uh, it, it's a fa- it's only in the last few last five or so years that we started seeing the rise of death games in anime. Before then... Can you please stop calling death games? Is that Mighty Boosh Rings? That's why I keep calling them death games. You play these death games with me? Yeah, it's doing me. It's doing <laughs> it in my head. Stop it, Rob. No, I refuse. Call something else. You can't make me. But yeah, there's been... I think we needed a shock value. We needed a high stakes. Yeah. And I think that's what the, the death games have brought, if anything. Have you seen Death Parade yet? I haven't seen Death Parade. Oh, Death Parade is really good. As a horror, it is really good. Uh, I found some bits, uh, some bits of it actually hilarious as well. Yeah, but then again, really, I have a very strange sense of humor. It's really not hilarious. 
I'm not going to spoil the conceit, but it's just really grim and I, nasty. Basically, the idea of Death Don't, Parade is... Yeah, you can't just uh, give away the idea. Sorry? You can't give away the idea, because it's all about the first episode. You ruin the first episode if you give that away. There's a bar, right? And people go into it's the bar... It's all spoiled now. <laughs> yeah, it ruined. Yeah, there's a bar, and people go into the bar, and they, uh, meet, uh, they meet a guy called Quindecim, right? And Quindecim. then things happen. Yeah, then things happen. Okay. And games are involved. Violence. And that's things. all I'm going to say. You need to watch it. It also has the best the best opening of any anime of this year. I'm going to put it out there of any anime this year. Also, like I think death game animes have a nice... Um, you can sell it to people on the premise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, that's basically what they, how they sold Dead Man Wonderland. Yeah. And things like... Uh, yeah, if you just... Uh, people get interested in the premise yeah. yeah and then they'll stick around for the I, mean, I suppose survival game is more appropriate for anime than death game because then you can talk about because uh, then you've got stuff like Mirai Nikki or you know Future Diary as it's also not I, I which think, wasn't really that good I think one of the reasons death games have become popular is because you can have a really diverse cast like you don't just have mm. to have like because most animes you're stuck to your archetype and so, they're going to be like that. But in the death game, you can have, like, oh, this cute little guy and this giant guy who can throw buildings. But it's, yeah. it's also as good as it is bad. You get in touch with a character and then they're dead the next episode. And in a way, it seems a, to be borrowing from uh, literature and TV with that sort of, like, ensemble cast for, like, you would in a murder mystery or something like that. Yeah. But uh, obviously high-stakes murder mystery, not, like, Miss Marple kind of thing. Oh, I don't it's know, Miss like, Marple. I wonder who killed this guy. Is it the yeah. person who's holding the giant axe with his body still attached to it? Well, that, that was kind of... Kind of uh, well, I mean, does it, have it to be, uh, does it have to be, like, a literal game, or can it be just... Well, for example, uh, Eden of the East or, yeah. is kind of a death game. It it's is, a very high-stakes game they're playing. It, it is a, thing is, it is a very high-stakes game, um, technically a death game, but Sword Art Online literally was a death game, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the thing is, there was a series that I don't, don't know if you guys have heard about it, uh, Firebrain, right? It ran for, it had three series of, like, 26 episodes each, and I never understood this anime because it was all about like uh, it was all about philosophers and it was all about puzzles and who's got like the brain of God and uh, I think it was the brain of God or something like that. But all of these puzzles were basically death puzzles and you had to solve them otherwise you were dead. Ah, speaking of death puzzles, yes. Yukio season zero. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you seen that? Yes. P- people get set on fire over the flip of a coin. Yes. It's that kind of. <laughs> Anton Chigurh has gone into anime now. Yeah. No, that's, no, he, that's, that's the uh, no country for all men reference there. Before the um, before the card game aspect came into it, Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. uh, Yugi just claimed to be king of games. Okay, and um, the uh, the early episodes and the early, like the first section of the manga, he basically just Yami the spirit is quite mal- like malicious, really, and will okay. basically place barters and wages that will put people's lives at risk. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I know this is tempting fit, but isn't Pokemon kind of halfway there? I know nobody actually dies in it, but it is just battles until one of the people just isn't anymore. Yeah, it's nobody dies, but it's not like fundam- a Highlander situation. No, no, no. The fundamentals is just a lot of people in an arena fighting until one of them is left standing. That is basically what a death game would be. Just 
They're knocked like, out, not dead. I'm guessing a death game has to have like a formalised aspect to it. People have to be told the rules. In, other, in some cases, yeah. Because in other words, a thriller anime like Bacano, for example. Um, Bacano's not really a death game, though. Um, well, it, I don't it's know. Not, it's not, not a death game. But, but it, it is a game to lad and his group. They, uh, they don't yeah. have any... And Real Tracer, yeah. of, uh, Real it, goals it, it, other than I want to kill. It is, but the thing is, Bacano is not a death game compared to the likes of Gambling Apocalypse Kaiji, which literally is a death game. No, but that's what You're, I'm saying, that the distinction, the like the... Uh, the, the plot points and the murder and the, uh, the, yeah, the tension Kaiji, there. Kaiji is actually on a ship gambling for his life. Every single gamble is literally for his entire life. Yeah. You know, he has to keep winning in order to survive. That's it. Can he just leave? No, he can't because they're all trapped Stup- on the same ship. Stupid game. <laughs> and then you've got the likes of Boccarano, which basically took the whole death game aspect and applied it to children. Mm-hmm. You know, these are they were they were just completely normal kids, and they basically ah, just found a hidden cave. Hate dropping this reference, but Hunter X Hunter, Hunter X Hunter, <laughs> the Greed Island Dark, the Greed it's, Island it's, Dark, yeah, yes, it's is, clearly an, what is that again is. another uh, is another death game. If you die in Greed Island, you die in real life. And the, that's because it's not a game. <laughs> the, the irony, yeah, the irony is, the irony is, the only other thing that had been around at that time was Dot Hack. So before Sword Art Online did, you know, VR MMO death games. Hunter x Hunter had done it already. Wasn't that like early 90s, the 80s, when it was being written originally? But he's had so many yeah. ill health sabbaticals. So have that sort of... Hiatus like. ex hiatus. Yeah. yeah. Love the thing, but... Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's loads and loads of death game type things. But if you're talking about the kind of mystery type ones, then you had uh, stuff like, you know, the Severing Crime Edge, which is more of a mystery type death game mm-hmm. type thing. Um, Please that call it not that death game things running through my head like wildfire. Survival game then. Thank you. Better, better. Survival games. That doesn't scan with that tune in my But then head. we've you. got the more the the very, very literal surviving games like Batum. Hmm. Yeah, this is a one about um there's a video game called Badoom where you kill people with grenades and then people are basically if someone is bad they can be volunteered to be put on a real-life version of this. And so they go... They have all the different types of the grenades. Mm. They have to try and survive. Does video games in stuff like that work? Because there's an arc in... uh, What was it? In Beelzebub, where they play, like, a VR... Not VR, it's like a video game in the world, like like an army surrounding with guns and tanks and that. It's not really a death game, but it takes on that same sort of mechanic. You know, the thing about in the storytelling, um, that the tune is. is the game is just there for the premise. They're doing yeah. this in real life. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I forgot the I forgot one that I've just remembered now that I should have really remembered first. It should have been right at the top of my list. Fate Zero. Oh, he stole my pick of the geek. <laughs> you hat wearing idiot. Oh, well, that's why I did that. Like, you know that you know that move where you hit the hit your head, kind of. Oh, why did I forget that? I, went, when, I went to do that and hit the brim of my cap instead, and actually, you know, earlier when you said is Pokemon a death game? Yes. Well, yeah. if you're if Pokemon if you're using Alexander the Great as your Pokemon, then it's a death game. Yes, <laughs> loophole. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't there a Pokemon that's like uh, that's uh, that's like the Gilgamesh of all Pokemon? He's like a legendary Pokemon that can summon legendary Pokemons from like this oh, golden the, shimmering world. Hoopa. They appear, yeah. 
Yeah, Hooper, they call him. It's like the lamest name for... for and his voice is rubbish, so Gilgamesh wins. Well, they've actually just uh, just brought out uh, a new manga series called Fate Strange Fake. That's which, a terrible title. Well, the thing is, it's about another Holy Grail war in the future. Um, and what the, the suggestion is that the Holy Grail war that uh, uh, that uh, Emir was in, you know, the, uh, the one who eventually becomes Archer, mm-hmm. the suggestion is that was actually a fake war. It wasn't supposed to happen. Well, that was a suggestion at the end of Fate Zero, really, wasn't it? That yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't a legit Grail War. Yeah, and then the, what happened in Fate Stay Night was never supposed to happen at all because it was terrible, probably. So yeah, oh, that stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fate Stay Night wasn't that good, but Unlimited Bra- Blade Works, the new yeah. version of it, is actually oh, it's really good because essentially that is Fate Stay Night, but a different path of the. The it, well, it, it's, okay. the, it's the one that was supposed to be the original path for it. Um, I give that a look then. So yeah, and it's, it's also from the by, same guys who it's made by Type Moon and Newfortable. Yeah, with, with notes doing they're the audio, good. so it's worth watching. And very good. Uh, pick of the geek, then have we? we we've got plenty of time to uh, to do pick of the geek. Don't worry. Okay. So, Ooh. Yes. Ooh. I know the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, pick of the geek. Death, oh. death games. Oh, you're a terrible person. <laughs> Survival games. Survival uh, games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been mentioned, but I can't, you can't not mention it, but Fate Zero. Yeah. It's just, you can't really fly, yeah, except the first episode, like the double first episode is really tedious and doesn't go anywhere. But yeah, that... After the, that, it's just all killer. The setup is really long. It's like 45 minutes. And here's loads of exposition. And I felt asleep during that. I couldn't uh, remember half of the characters until nah. like they actually started battling, and then exactly, they, and it just worked yeah. perfectly in the episodes around that intro. I kind of prefer if they do, did like a Star Wars scroll at the start of it, and that then just might have worked, skipped yeah. the first two episodes. But if you've not seen Fate Zero, it's essentially uh, mages who are just normalish people. Well, not really. The, the, some of them are normal. Some of them have well, actually been part uh, of the society. N- normalish, but and not. They're not. They're, the they're not supernatural powered. It's more the 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 things that they summon are. No, because there are actual. There are a couple, but that's why I was saying it's not that they're all normal. But for um, the most part, for the mm. most part, they they tend to. There's be. There's only one that isn't, frankly. Not well, two that isn't, but no. Yeah. The kid, the kid is a normal kid. You know, the priest is a normal priest. He's working he's for a, the he's church. He's a monster, though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is but a monster. Regardless, these people can summon a, a basically a, a spirit from history to do their bidding. Not just history, from uh, mythology and fiction as well. Well, that's where mythology and fiction yeah. and history pass. Yeah. Alexander the Great is, like, what, ten foot tall? In reality, he's, like, five foot two. Yeah. yeah. Like the legend's... But, uh, yeah, superseded what know, was true. Um, and they called him Iskander, you know, mm. which was his original name. Iskander, Gil- King of Kings! Gilgamesh is completely, is completely fictional. Oh, sorry, King of Conquerors. He yeah. is the best He was character. the King of Conquerors. Uh, was Arturia Saber was the King of Knights, and okay. Gilgamesh was but the King of Heroes. Other picks, other picks, yeah. other picks. Yeah. Pick of the gig, other picks. I just want to say, because it never got mentioned, yet they're fighting it out to see who's the best out of these people to get the Holy Grail that will give you a wish. That premise sounds like it could be something out of Pokemon or Bleach, but it sets itself up very quickly as being a lot darker than those. Well, it, 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 it's because of the t- it's because they spend a lot of time on the tactics in the first series, but then kill each other in the second. Uh, drinking game answer, obviously, but uh, the Budokai in the original Dragon Ball. It was... Interesting. 
It was great, you know, the uh, the Jackie Chun. And when the it first. It was never really to the death, though. It was a ring, a ring out. Or well, like, when and, and then uh, Piccolo was there. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, loophole. <laughs> I'm going for that loophole. Unless you're fighting Piccolo or Cell. Hang on, yeah. if he's going for that loophole, then couldn't you say the Colosseum part I'm in being, One Piece as yeah, well? Yeah, I'm being stupid, Rob. Jesus. <laughs> loophole, yeah. Batman doesn't kill anybody, technically. Electricity does. The fall does. Batarangs do. Loophole. <laughs> I didn't kill him. It was the bullet that came off the gun that I was holding. Loophole. <laughs> yes. Busted. But yeah, I think it works for Dragon Ball with their, their, uh, bat- their you know, championships, their battles, their stuff like that. You know the Budokai they enter in the Boo arc? Uh, where they're all massively overpowered. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Vegeta just punches through the, the well, punching machine. He flicks it, doesn't it, and it goes flying. No, the rest of them flick it. Oh, yeah, Vegeta yeah. Vegeta just goes, one, oh, I'm going to punch it. Yeah. And he does and causes a crater in the earth kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What if they use the legit moves in that? What if, like, you know when Krillin fights that sumo? Yeah. What if he just destructo this half <laughs> of him off? Oh, that's the most overpowered move in that galaxy. The <laughs> you can't stop it. It just cuts everything. Ah, oh, poor Krillin. Yes. <laughs> Okay, um, I've mentioned this already, but I'm going to have to go... First choice for me is going to have to be Gambling Apocalypse Kaiji. It really is that good. Never heard of it. The uh, the character design takes a lot of getting used to because you're talking about really long pointed noses and stuff like that. Basically, it's uh, full of Usopp's, only with sharper pointed noses. Um, not Escaflon. But it, No, not Escaflon, thankfully, because um, those noses actually haunt me. Um, but Gambling Apocalypse, if you just call it Kaiji, it really is, uh, it really is as tense, uh, you know, as tension filled and as thrilling as it's, it tries to be. You know, it's more realistic in terms of what it's trying to, what it's trying to Mm. show, which is why they've gone with a more cartoony art style. Because if they went with just the normal kind of anime art style, it might be a bit too close to the bone for some people. Okay. Uh, what, picks? what about when um, like healthy competition escalates into a death game? How do you mean? Um, something like the G Gundam. Ah, right. Yes. So that starts off as like a fight between nations to prove who has the superior mech. Yeah. Mm. It ends in uh, death, zombies, and uh, and supernatural powers. Yeah. Am I misremembering or only Kenshin, but is there a similar thing like that in that? There might be. I can't recall. It's been years since I've seen it. But I remember there was a competition and it got a bit heated. It's been a long time, though. Yeah. I may be wrong. I mean, there is the Danganronpa anime adaptation, but, you know. It was all right, but it's more fun playing the game. (laughs) Anyway, anyone else got any recommendations? My mind's gone completely blank of anime. I thought of another game, video game that was really good, but bars that now. It's all right, you can say it. Um, Resident Evil Revelations 2 is everyone like on this island has the T-Virus, but it'll only get released once they get to a point of fear. <laughs> so they have to sort of control their own fear. Oh, they're going to die. Oh, all British people have the T-virus. There's <laughs> something wrong with them. <laughs> more tea, Vicar. Thank you for explaining my joke. I just asked if you wanted more tea. I didn't know you were a vicar. Anyway. Thank you for ruining my joke. <laughs> um, can I suggest another one, then? Keep it quick, though. 
Uh, I'm going to have to suggest Boccarano. Okay. It really is worth watching. It might not be uh, as on the nose or as brutal as the manga version, but it's still worth watching. Cool, cool. Uh, like everybody, we've all had a shout. Um, pretty much, yeah. Hi, I'm Destiny Blue, the anime artist, and I like drawing and the Geek Show, which you are currently listening to. We are now on the graphic literature section, and we're going to be talking about deaf games. Or survival games. Thank Sorry, you. Rob. <laughs> You're messing with me head. Yes. And I don't approve. Sorry. Death games. Okay, uh, <laughs> why are death games not as popular in comics these days? And by that, I mean actually using a game to try and kill a superhero. Do you remember that? Re- that uh, there's what, a really well-known like, cover. What's, what's happening in Marvel right now? The Secret Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Is that not a death game? No, what I'm talking about is basically... Um, do you remember that really famous X-Men cover where Arcade has the X-Men trapped inside that giant pinball machine? That's kind of the... That's Arcade's thing. The thing is, there used to be loads of things like, oh, the Joker's trapped you in the madhouse and you'll have to fight to make your way out. Yeah, that sort of thing. There's very little of that in comics these days. Death used to be a very garish game sort of thing in comics. Yeah. An actual game and now it's just a thing that happens. Yeah. All oh, right, I see what Do you, you mean. Do you see what I mean? You know, yeah. The, yeah, whole, the, the whole kind of... The showmanship of it isn't there as much. Yeah, it's not as flashy. There's no more bling. Yeah, the, the Joker's more likely to... Uh, to engage in kidnapping or... Yeah, um, yeah, in one of the recent Batmans, we read, um, like, the Joker killed uh, the butler, I can't remember his name. Alfred. 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 And the way he did it wasn't clever. He just cut off his hen- hand and let him bled- bleed to death. Is it, yeah. it's, it's not, not like, like I've attached him to this giant Ferris wheel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He said you know. that was, like, a thing that used to happen all the time in old comics. Like, not even that old, really. Yeah. Except, oh, I used where's... to love the end of like uh, Batman, like the Adam West Batman, yeah. where they'd be like, uh, they'd be slowly dipped into a giant candle. Yes, <laughs> or something like that. Do you see? Do you see that? What do we mean about Looks the like flashiness? The dynamic duo at the end of their wick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying there needs to be more pun-based peril? What, what, yes, <laughs> there needs to be more pun-based peril in comics because I think well, comics, comics take themselves too seriously now. Looks like the Joker just shot a guy. Hang on. I can't I, work with this. <laughs> I, I, can, I can prove that there needs to be more Does puns. Does Alfred need a hand? Yes. More puns in comics because the 1966 Batman is doing better than most of the other iterations of Batman yeah. at it's the like, moment. I'm not saying it has to be that campish, but there was a lot of fun and unique things that happened other than... They use their imagination more. Yeah, at the moment, like, the most game-like thing is, I've left this person in a place with a bomb. Yes. That, that's it. Yeah. And it's behind one of these four doors. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that, like, they didn't go that direction with... Uh, the Joker or the Riddler. They did in the games with the Riddler, with this sort of the saw kind of... Um, yeah, they, they yeah. had, like, oh, the person you're looking for is behind one of these doors. Pick the right one, or he dies. The irony is, if you look at the Dark Knight movie, the Heath Ledger version of Joker was basically playing one big game with Batman, and you knew it. Yeah. It was all just a big game to him. So he, he proved it by dressing up as a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> But at no point did he put someone in a giant candy-striped cannon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Batman he sold a phone. Uh, he sold a mobile phone into someone's stomach. 
You go to weird, like, yes, very fairs and stuff. And I, at least it was more imaginative than most of the other bad guys we've seen lately in the movies. Anyway, we're talking about comics. So, yeah. Garish, uh, over-the-top death. Because comic to take themselves seriously these days. Yeah. They take themselves very seriously. It'd be nice it, if they... It's, I do find it weird, like, we're taking ourselves very serious. By the way, here's a load of ghosts that's invading the city, and you need the help from this psychic guy. What? They're, you said serious. Yeah, ghosts. Serious business. Yes. <laughs> like, we can't have a joke, but we can have a ghost. <laughs> So he's like, um, uh, on four panel, I read the Squirrel Girl versus Galactus. Yes. And it didn't take itself seriously at all. The majority of the story was just Squirrel Girl and Galactus chilling out and having a talk. Yeah, and going to a planet full of trees and nuts. Yep. So he, he was very fun and he was jokey in his campage and it was a lot more entertaining than the very serious things I've been reading. Is this because Galactus wouldn't dare fight Squirrel Girl because she <laughs> defeats everything? No, they're actually the besties. Okay. Yeah. They're BFFs. They're, they're mates. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> that's probably why he's not antagonistic towards her because he knows. Oh, what? They, they weren't when they were. They, were, they weren't oh, right, at the okay. beginning, but they're BFFs now. Yeah. You know? And she was punching his foot, and he's just like... They've even got selfies, yeah, with, that. They've even got selfies where both of them are going like that. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So it's just... That sort of humour exists, but it doesn't seem to exist in any of the worlds where they actually fight things anymore. Do you think that's why Squirrel Girl is so popular? Is because the the rest of the comics industry is just kind of all poor-faced and serious, and we must do it this way? It might be, because a lot of the stuff that's taking things more jokey is... Getting more... It's like the Harley Quinn comics doing well yeah. at the moment. And I think that's because it does have the gritty side of things, but she's taking it as a joke. Yeah, but the most popular comics are Harley Quinn, Deadpool. You know, Squirrel Girl is uh, is shooting up in, popular, in terms of popularity. The ones where the characters don't actually take themselves seriously are the ones that are, that are the most popular. Uh, in a way, Deadpool is still like... He's very much that sort of 90s... Uh, Guns, explosions. He is, but he doesn't take himself seriously. He knows that he's very nineties as well. Um, yeah, you know, he's just, actually made reference. His characters made reference to the fact he's he's so nineties. But he still hurts. lives in a, a very serious world. He still lives in and a very serious he world. Just but, you puts know, non sequiturs and uh, pop culture references into it. Have you told Dave about Wolverines? Uh, there was a an issue of Wolverines. It's sort of the spin-off coming off after Wolverine's death. Um, the group that he freed from Project X are creating a team. And there's an entire issue about Deadpool trying to become Wolverine. Because he thinks that Wolverine need, the world needs Wolverine. Yeah, so he sort of he dresses up in a homemade outfit with homemade claws. And um, he goes around doing what Wolverine does. And he's like, um, <laughs> you fight the Hulk, right? I'm going to go fight he, She-Hulk. And he's like, why are you fighting me? Don't you want to fight Hulk? Oh, no, you've seen that guy. He'll kill me. He's, he's huge. I'll, I'll go with you. You're, you're like the easy mode. Then just wreck shop. He goes to the Avengers and to Alpha Flight and to the X-Men, trying to join their teams as the new Wolverine. Right. So, yeah, it's like... Well, it's going back to that Dead Rising thing, what they tried but failed for. Yeah. It's a really serious world and there's just daftness in there. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Wolverines is a very serious world. They're all coping with the death of Wolverine. Yeah, it was good to have this very light-hearted moment of 
Deadpool just being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. That game is a... Okay. Yeah, sorry. We yes. have got oh, it off all right. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I mean, I've mentioned the arcade one. I'm not too sure how to go about the pick of the geek with this one. I'll say, I find it strange that, like... Secret Wars is a death game. Secret Wars is a death game, but it was it, it's not the kind of campy, over-the-top, flashy death so game he, that you want it to be. It's a death game like we've been talking about through the rest of it. Yeah. Um, it's not like the death games we've talked about now, but... Fights just, to the death, yeah. We can talk about what is your favourite actual death game going on in comics. Cause we could plenty do, yeah. of them going on. Yes, there are. Like, um, pretty much the entire of the Deathstroke comics are there's another assassin out there and who's going to be the better assassin? Yes. So the normal heroes of comic books. Yeah. Well, not just that. We could talk but about... You always a... know that Deathstroke's okay. going to win. He's Deathstroke. You don't need to focus on, on comics. You can look at manga as well if you want to choose a death game from a manga. So pick of the geek. Well, it's not really a death game, but it's a fight to the death. But on Mars, Terra Mars. Yes. It's quite derivative and basic as a storytelling, uh, like comic book, but, but as an action series. But the action within it, the uh, fight to the death in it for Terraformers are very good. Yeah, very very good. It's just infusing the DNA of various like strong animals. Whether it's like I don't know, a starts hornet, off starts or, off mainly as insects, doesn't it? It starts off as insects, but in the Later arcs, there's there's more varied animals like birds and whatnot. But it, the battle mechanics of it, the fights to the death in it, are very good, very yeah. well played. The anime series are very badly censored. Yes, I heard. Uh, yes, yeah, like the uncensored, uh, uncensored version wasn't so bad. But the uh, Takashi Mika is doing the movie adaptation of it, and you couldn't really pick a better one. Yeah, they're going to be exploding heads and gore everywhere. Yes. It's like in the anime, they just censored it by putting big black circles over the bits that they didn't want to show. That's yep. not even trying to yeah, censor it. There was like there was scenes where they just put a giant black box over half the screen because they couldn't really <laughs> show anything. Why even bother doing it? Yeah, it's <laughs> like I, I don't care. So there's some great photoshops of that, like people who just like, editing like basketballs and stuff into <laughs> the black circles. Right. Um... I'm going to go with the manga series as well uh, in, for the whole death game, survival game aspect. It's one I've just started reading. and It's surprisingly good. It's called Alice in Borderland, or Borderlands, and it's got nothing to do with Borderlands the game. Oh. Basically, uh, the basic premise is that uh, a guy, co- uh, they say Alice, but the guy's name is Arisu, okay, which sounds mm-hmm. a lot like Alice, which is why they called it Alice. Um, he, him and his mates, him and two of his mates, are, they're at a train station, Next thing they know, the next thing they know, they're waking up at the train station, but everything's covered in dust and you know uh, uh, and ash and stuff like that. Like, what the where the hell's everyone gone? As they're going through, they work, they find out that they now are in a world, maybe a parallel world, maybe in the future. They don't know. All they know is that in order to survive for another few days, they have to take part in a series of death games in order to just just stay alive for the next few days. Card, the playing cards are involved. If whoever gets all fifty-two playing cards, nobody knows what happens. But everyone's trying to get all fifty-two playing cards. Uh, it's quite brutal. It's quite. It, it actually plays around with the base society human nature quite a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very brutal in that sense, and it is definitely horror. So sort but, of like the head, uh, the headbands in Afro Samurai, kind of, kind of, but uh, a lot more brutal because. You know, more brutal than Afro Samurai. More brutal than Afro Samurai. 
Okay, that must be quite brutal. It, it, basically, it's normal people doing abnormal things. Okay, Ben, Dave, your show, it's... Um, kind of class is a um, death game, but um, assassination classroom. I I I, I was waiting for someone to say They're that. They're all gunning for the head of their teacher. Yeah, just that and reading it, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I, I and will it's agree. It's done with in you. a very amusing and fun way. Have you read the last chapter? No, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm drawing a complete blank. I'm afraid. <laughs> I've I've thought of things, but I can't think of something that I'd like to speak about right now. See, when you say I'm drawing a complete blank, because you're an artist, I, I, I'm i actually thinking, is he actually drawing a blank? You know, has he got the pen and paper in front of him? It's what? Not like, it's not like last week when I was drawing the California bear sharks. Yeah. Or the week before when you were drawing me and my shipping news. Yes. <laughs> I still have that at home. Okay. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we are unfortunately at the end of the show. So, um, check us out on Facebook. Just look for The Geek Show. Also, um, Twitter at TGS underscore The Geek Show. Uh, Tumblr, Google Plus, if you use that. Just look for The Geek Show. We're everywhere. Yes. Um, uh, check out our Mixcloud. Yes. Always good. Also, uh, the next quiz will be on the Thursday, the 14th of May. Um, so we hope to see you then. Uh, there'll be all sorts of surprises on offer. Um, and I think that's it. I've been Rob. I have honor been another Rob. I have been Ben. I was Dave for a bit. Yes. And um, we'll see you all next week. Bye. For 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.